You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Hello, incredible people to whoever is listening. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because if you listen to my last episode, I'm kind of shifting um, the way I do fitness beyond aesthetics. I have talked before about how I am also a life coach and that has not really come to fruition within my podcast yet. And it's something that I really want to include on here. So today I'm trying something new. We are doing a little bit of life, a little bit of fitness, and interestingly, they overlap. And today's topic, we are going to be starting with the life section. It's all about forgiveness and resentment and overcoming that resentment because everyone has been hurt by someone. I know for a fact that you have been hurt by someone and you have a reason to be hurt. And we've all heard this term, forgive and forget. I don't believe in forgetting. That's a catchy line, forgive and forget, but it's just wrong. Forgetting can really be unsafe because we need to learn, grow, and protect ourselves. But I do believe in moving on and taking what we have learned from that experience and not holding it against that person. Forgiveness, on the other hand, it can be hard. Even though we know we should forgive, knowledge and action are completely different things. It can be so easy to hold a grudge, to hold resentment in your heart. And this doesn't hurt anyone but yourself. If you're resentful, the only person you are hurting is you. You're hurting your heart but also your physical body as well. The whole body is connected. I was wondering about this because I know that anger and this resentment, it has a physical effect on the body, but I didn't want to speak to it without further looking into it. So I found this PubMed study. I'm going to link it below. And it went through a few different conditions, diseases, circumstances that someone is at a higher risk for when they have anger chronic anger and resentment is a form of anger and if we hold this resentment with us long term that becomes chronic so chronic anger if you have resentment you have anger so here's the list you are at a much higher risk for coronary heart disease bulimia i thought that one was interesting type 2 diabetes car accidents you're more likely to be in a car accident you're also um probably going to drink more alcohol caffeine. And if you're a smoker, 
you're more likely to have more cigarettes. And that's just one study I found. I know that there are so many other risks, but along with the others I searched for, these were really in the top. Stress itself can also trigger autoimmune conditions. And as we're going to talk about later, when someone is under stress, any kind of stress, this raises the heart rate. It makes the breathing rate more shallow, which means the mind isn't getting as much oxygen and the body can't function like that for extended periods of time. So it really affects our health in a negative way. So the better we get at letting go of resentment, letting it go, forgiving, the healthier and happier you're going to be. You'll be at a lower risk for various diseases, bulimia, car accidents. You're less likely to consume alcohol and caffeine in excess. If you're a smoker, you're probably less likely to smoke. And oftentimes when someone is feeling resentful, so this resent that you have in your heart, this hurt that you've experienced, you're probably playing it out in your head a little bit. You know, you want this person to say, oh, I'm sorry. I know I hurt you. It was horrible. Let's fix it. Fix this. But remember that this person hurt you. You don't need or you shouldn't even want to give them control of lifting you up. Like you're allowing this person who hurt you to control your emotions. You should lift yourself up. You lift you up. Don't be waiting on this person to lift you up. Forgiveness is all about you. We often seek someone's apology because we've been told by word or action in the past that we aren't worthy of whatever was taken from us, whether that's love, kindness, respect. If you believed in your heart that you were, you wouldn't need that validation from someone who's hurt you. Forgiveness becomes easy when you believe you are worthy. Forgiveness becomes easy when you believe you are worthy of love, of respect, of care, of compassion, of whatever it is. This doesn't mean you think you're the best person in the world. You're better than everyone else. It just means you're worthy of those things. If you believe for yourself that you are worthy of those then you will not search for that validation in other people and you won't have that resentment in your heart because you already have what you need. You're not looking for it outside of yourself. Now, I am by no means a genius at this. <laughs> this is not a specialization per se of mine. But I do know that this starts with your actions and how you treat yourself. If you don't think that you are worthy, you will be a people pleaser. You will live your life or parts of it for others, not for yourself. You will constantly seek validation outside of yourself. You will probably feel unfulfilled. You may constantly be moving around, unable to settle down because you are searching for something outside yourself to fix that problem. And it's just not working. And it's never going to work. Those things are never going to give you what you need. They're never going to give it to you. So if you want to believe that you yourself are worthy, you have to stop doing those things and start doing things for yourself. Don't disregard others' feelings. That's not what I'm saying. But really, what do you want 
Like how often have you asked yourself that question? What do I want? We might think, oh, I want X, but so-and-so wants this. And so-and-so might think that. So I'm going to settle for this. But that's settling. You're not doing what you want. And that's never going to cut it. You're always going to feel unfulfilled. And you're going to think, oh, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve it. I want you to become like a best friend to yourself. Take yourself to coffee. Take yourself on a walk. Pick up a hobby, something that you're really good at, something that you already know you're good at. That's going to build your self-confidence when you do that regularly. Pick up another hobby, something that gives you a challenge. It's not too hard, but it is a challenge and it's something that you enjoy so you can build your self-confidence, your self-worth. Start accepting compliments. This is something I used to be really, really bad at. Someone would be like, oh, that dress looks beautiful on you. Your hair looks good today. Oh, your personality, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, no. Oh, no. I would literally say no. And when I, now it just feels so weird when people, like if I give someone a compliment and they're like, oh, no, or they discredit it, or they say it's because of someone else. I just want to <laughs> just accept it. Just say thank you. By saying thank you, you're not saying, oh, yeah, I'm so great. Oh, yeah, I'm wonderful. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. That's not what it's saying. It's just saying thank you. Just accept the compliment. You don't have to deflect. Be aware of self-criticism, criticism that you give to yourself, and turn it into self-compassion. Your pants don't fit like they used to, right? I mean, they don't fit like they used to. Ugh, I indulge too many times. Ugh, I don't have any self-control. I blah, 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 blah. No. Wow. I've been through a lot lately. Wow, this has been really hard. Wow, I need more comfort. I need to be more grounded. Life has been difficult. Be compassionate towards yourself. Use positive affirmations correctly. By correctly, I don't want you to say something unrealistic or unbelievable. Let's say you're, you want to apply for a job. I don't want you to say, I'm going to get hired because I'm the best worker out there. Okay, maybe you are. Maybe you will get hired. But the point here is make it something realistic for yourself, something that you can believe. Because if you don't believe it, at least 51%, that positive, quote, positive affirmation will actually have a negative effect on you and bring you down. You have to partially believe what you say. Has to be realistic. Affirm your worth for the specific things that bring you down. So for example, um, let's say someone didn't like the pasta you made. <laughs> you feel like you're a bad cook, you're a bad host, whatever it is. I would want you to get out a piece of paper and write down all of the awesome meals you made and give yourself evidence that you are really stinking good at those things. Affirm your worth, that you are valuable. Now, that's a really small, simple example, but you could do this with anyone. Someone says you're a bad friend. 
write down all the reasons you're a great friend. Doesn't mean you can't look at opportunities for growth, but you don't want to hold that. You don't want to ask them to bring you back up, bring yourself back up. And by doing all of these things, it's not going to change overnight. But if you do these things consistently, it will help. And this lack of self-worth, this is something I commonly see with people who work with me. They want to lose weight. They want to change their body in some way. Why? It has to do with their self-worth. They were told in some way when they were younger that they weren't worthy. Maybe someone didn't even tell them, like, you aren't worthy because of your size. Maybe they saw it on TV. Maybe they saw it in their mom. They saw it in their friends. They saw it on the media. And because they now think this due to their body, they search for this worth in others. They search for the validation of their self-worth in others, but no one can give that to you. And this self-worth issue ties in so tightly with resentment because we gave that person that piece of us. We, we were searching for that in them and they let us down. It's not their fault. If you have high self-worth, you're much less likely to be resentful when someone hurts you. It will be much easier to let things go because you don't need their apology. Apologies are great, but we don't need them. You don't need their validation. You are your validation. And self-worth is something I work on developing with my clients within my self-discovery program, Becoming You. Because oftentimes we've spent the majority of our lives living for someone else, searching for that, that validation. And this leads us to be hurt easily and have a sense of low self-worth because that doesn't work. Knowing yourself, what you want, and doing that has the potential to totally change the way you live your life. So I'm putting a link below to book a coffee chat with me if you want to talk about self-worth, self-discovery, or anything else life coaching related. Have you checked out my membership yet? It's called Strong with Estelle. Strong with Estelle is a year-long fitness membership that can also be done month to month. It's different from any other membership out there because I'm not just handing you workouts. I'm also educating you. Education is the foundation of all my programs, so naturally, it has to be the foundation of my membership. Education is what enabled me to get to where I am today, fitness-wise. If I hadn't educated myself, I would still be stuck doing HIIT workouts, blindly supplementing, starving myself, relying on workouts I saved from trainers on Instagram, and wondering why in the world I wasn't getting stronger or how in the world I could maintain this pace for my whole life. All your workouts are mapped out for a full year. You have access to a growing series of 30 plus educational video lessons on topics from how to get stronger, determining your perfect form, recovery, nutrition, training on vacation, getting on track and staying on track, rep ranges, energy systems, and more. You'll get all of that 
and be a part of a community of women you can relate to and who can relate back to you. You do not need to be alone in this process because what you want is normal and totally attainable. And you'll feel that and know that when you have community support from these women and of course myself too. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and enroll. Now let's hop into talking about reducing stress and faster recovery, essentially reducing stress for faster recovery. Now you might not think that these things go hand in hand, but they totally do. More stress equals poor recovery and all forms of stress affect our body the same way on a physiological level. Now you may have heard of the SNS and the PNS. So the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And the difference between these is the sympathetic you can think of as your fight or flight when the body is under pressure, under stress, when it's exercising. When you feel anxious, that's the sympathetic. And when the parasympathetic, this is when you're relaxed, when you're calm, when the body is digesting, that's the parasympathetic. And these really work together as a team. Both of them are good. We need both of them. But when you are under stress, so the, the sympathetic nervous system is on high alert. This could be something like poor air quality. Uh, you have a high stress job, um, you're in a toxic relationship, whether that's with a significant other or just a friend, um, you're unhappy, depressed, you have low self-worth, you don't get much sunlight during the day, or you don't get it in the morning, you only get it in the afternoon, or you don't get enough protein, you don't eat enough food, period, you have poor sleep quality, lack of sleep, um, too much blue light, you have mineral imbalances, nutritional deficiencies, all of these are stressors for the body. And no one is perfect. It's not like I'm going to expect you, you know, you know, wear a mask when you go out and have an air filter in your house and uh, get rid of your stressful job. Only do things that make you happy. Avoid all toxic people all the time. Like we can't, we can do our best, but if we were to obsess over these things, that in itself would be a stressor, right? So I'm kind of bringing these things to your awareness so that you can see areas where you might be able to improve without stressing yourself out so much. But all of these things essentially induce a stress response. So they put that sympathetic nervous system on a high alert. And this doesn't mean that this, the sympathetic nervous system is bad. We need it. A healthy nervous system is able to go back and forth between the SNS and the PNS. And the problem that's happening nowadays is that a lot of people, because we have so much stress in our lives, whether that's mental, physical, emotional, whatever, our body is in like this chronic sympathetic state. Like we have digestive issues because our body isn't going into that rest and digest. We're eating while we're walking. We're, you know, we're eating during random times of the day where it's just our body can't do what it needs to do because it's not in a state to digest. We just need to get better at allowing our parasympathetic nervous system to regain its strength again. So being aware of, yes, okay, I can reduce these stressors here, 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 here. But also, 
realizing that exercise is a stressor too. But the difference between these is that these things I just listed, like the sunlight, the blue light, the mineral imbalances, the high stress job, da 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 da, none of those things have a benefit. There's no benefit in breathing bad air quality. There's no benefit in not eating enough protein. There's no benefit. However, exercise does have benefits. And there are methods you can use to reduce the nervous system fatigue as much as possible. My friend Megan and I actually taught a whole masterclass on this this morning. I'm recording this on Wednesday, August 5th. We taught a masterclass on this this morning, which I will link below. The replay is available for $37 and it comes with a workbook. This whole class we went over was teaching you how to reduce stressors while building muscle because there's this idea uh, that is really common today that weightlifting is too stressful. And it is true that depending on your current state and the way you are weightlifting, yes, you could possibly be doing it in a way that is too stressful for you. But if we take an individual approach and we apply these methods, everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. So some common stressors that may be preventing you from recovering as well. So this isn't exactly how to adjust your workouts like we talk about in the masterclass. So this is a different topic. So if you want to know how to adjust your workouts, go download the masterclass. If we want to get into recovery specifically, some things that you can do are sleeping, sleeping seven to nine hours a night uninterrupted, you know, pitch black room. Um, it's quiet. Maybe you have a sound machine going. If you listen close to, if you live close to a busy road, uh, you may also need to supplement with magnesium. So you can talk to your nutritionist about this, your doctor, whoever, um, magnesium is a probably the most common deficiency in the world. <laughs> I supplement with a ton of magnesium because magnesium is the first mineral to go when the body is under stress. I take magnesium glycinate every night before I go to bed. It can make you a little sleepy, um, but magnesium is also the relaxing mineral. So it aids in recovery. It fights stress. So that is something that will help with your recovery for sure. Um, another common stressor is depression and anxiety. So just being depressed, not doing things that make you happy, feeling anxious, having too much to do. So maybe taking some things off your plate, doing things that are enjoyable for you, that is going to help with your recovery better. Like, believe it or not, like a personal trainer just told you that doing things that will make you happy will help with your recovery. Yes, legitimately it will. Not eating enough protein isn't going to help. So start eating more protein. I generally recommend a minimum of 100 to 120 grams of protein um, for any women, more if you're a man. Of course, it depends on your size, but that 120 being a, a really a minimum for most women. So you could think about breaking this up between like your three meals. So if you have three meals, like 30 grams per meal, and then having some snacks in there that are anywhere from 10 to 20 grams a snack, something like that. Uh, not eating enough 
uh, or not having good quality food, those are also stressors because then you're at a macronutrient deficiency and you are just in nutrient deficiencies as well. So not just the macros, but also the micros as well, the vitamins, the minerals, those things that we need in addition to just carbs, protein, and fat. Uh, poor air quality, water quality, uh, getting a good water filter can really help. I use clearly filtered. Um, what's the one? Berkey. Berkey. I want to say Brita, but it's not Brita. Brita doesn't filter very much. Berkeys are pretty good. I use clearly filtered. They're pretty good. I would have got a Berkey, but um, I ended up going with clearly filtered because at the time my husband and I were traveling around in Berkeys you do not travel with <laughs> and clearly filtered. It kind of looks like a Brita filter. Um, you just fill it up in your sink and it filters really well. You can get automatic subscriptions for uh, replacing the filter every two to three months, depending on where you live, you might need only need to replace it every three months. We replace ours every two. Um, staring at your phone and computer all day. That's a stressor. It's a stressor right now for me to be, for me to be recording this. I'm looking at my computer and my notes and <laughs> yes, that is a stressor. We cannot eliminate everything. Uh, but some things you can do are just setting some boundaries with yourself. Like, okay, don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. Maybe wait until a certain time, not looking at it after a certain time, not looking at it as you're going to sleep. Um, I recently discovered a way where you can turn on color filters on your phone and on your laptop. I believe you go to your settings and accessibility and then display um, or color and text size on your phone. And then you can change the color filter to red and adjust it, you know, more or less, but that'll help reduce some of the blue light. If you do have to look at your phone, you can also get blue light blockers. I have, you know what, I'll just link them below in the show notes. I have um, a page on my website where I link things on Amazon that I like. So I have some blue light blockers and there they are by no means attractive, but they do work really, really well. Um, so I'll link those below because, you know, we live in a technological world. We can't not ever be on our phone and computer. We have to use these things. So just want to learn how to make this lifestyle shift as realistic as, po as possible. Um, another thing that could be stressing you out is not connecting with people that make you happy. So searching out good friends and deep connections is going to fill a part of you that you need. Humans grow in connection. We don't just grow alone. We are meant to connect with each other. And so there are others. I just listed some here, but these are really the most common. Lifting and exercise is important, but recovery is even more important because if you don't recover, you can't grow. Your body needs to be able to reduce stress and manage stress in order to recover. And these are all things that I do address with my personal training clients. I currently have one spot available to start in either November or December. And like I've said before, I'm not the trainer to just ask the fitnessy questions like, okay, how's your squat? Do your knees hurt? Yes, I ask those, but I can't just ask those and say, off you go, or give you a program and say, off you go. I want to know about your whole life because everything affects everything. And it was that, this side of me that led me to becoming a life coach. And now look at me, I'm talking about all these other topics as well. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes again to apply to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. So click the link fill it out and I'll get back to you within a couple business days. Keep in mind that this isn't a commitment to working with me. It's not saying, yes, I'm all in. Da, 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 da. This is simply the beginning of the interview process for the both of us. Cause I want to see if you're a good fit for me 
And I also want you to feel confident in your choice of working with me as well. So I'm going to hop off now and I am going to go to my aerial silks class because that is something that fills my cup. It gets me moving, gets me out of my head and it's for me. It's for me. So do something today for yourself that makes you happy, that lowers your stress and it tells yourself because your actions are speaking to you. It tells yourself that you are worthy of whatever that thing is that you have believed that you aren't worthy of. Take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, tag me in it. I'd love to see what you, my listeners, are up to and feel your support on the other end. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.